Oh, I know what I'm going to do during the theme song. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to get a beer. Tinkle? No, I'm going to get a beer. My, I'm Very parched. Good. I'm dry. We don't have a bartender anymore. I'll get you a beer. No, you're busy, Kevin. All right. I can get you a beer po- or a pistol. Oh, this is this is something. This is not a guest move. This is not a guest move. Hey, Ryan, can you? What do you want, Rolling Rock or Bud Light? It don't matter to me. Kevin, would you like anything? Sure. Rolling Rock or Bud Light? Whatever you grab. Hey, can you get me that yellow cup that's right there beside you too? So I don't, because those two brand name beers don't give the Dutch <laughs> Hall of Pete Van Dyke any money. Oh, so go. I'm not going to give them. Thank you. This is this is how the show should be. Is where the guest is like go, getting up and getting stuff. I'm very honored to be on live from the Dutch Hall with Pete Van Dyke. You know Ryan Vandenbush, who's our uh, I'm spoiler alert before the opening. He's our guest today, huh? and uh, he is in Dutch Hall history. I don't know if you know this, Ryan. You are in three of the top ten Dutch Hall episodes of all time. He's in my favorite. Three. three of the top ten rated, and I think in the top three times, and in the, <laughs> in the top twenty, I bet you're on there like like five or six times. Like almost every episode that you're on does really well. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, Except for the ayahuasca one. Really? Yeah. People are no band. Don't want to hear that shit, eh? Maybe first it's no it was because of, it was it wasn't because of you it was because of me that time it's because the because sh- what i was doing with the show wasn't as good remember at first we were just at that little table the you were on like the third episode we ever did and it was just like a little table in here in turkey point or here it was in here it was just me and you and in the shed and the, we didn't even there's still my lawnmower in here and a bunch of other crap <laughs> And we just like I had a little table and we we just did it. And uh that one, I actually have a video somewhere of that some if I could dig it out, but oh my god, I, that was different technology. I didn't even I didn't have it was like some fucking Australian camera that I bought. God. Yeah, it was good. I don't know it if would it be even worked. Funny to hear it again, but <laughs> yeah. Hear it again. But that one did well. That one did really well. It was always like that was the number one thing for a long time. Until Fred Eaglesmith kicked her ass. Freddie, oh, why wouldn't he? Of yeah. course he would. Mm-hmm. And then, He's and then, legend. Por- yeah, Fred, Fred Eaglesmith went to the right to the top. And then uh, Porno and Fisting are German. Well, you can't compete with that <laughs> one. Just the I, title. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's an eye catcher. And then uh, <laughs> no, number three is, uh, is uh, Quit Your Job, Return of the Rooster. That was where, so a lot of people are curious about that one. That was number three. And then I believe. Ryan Van Bush, round two with Ryan Van Bush, is is on that chart. And but um, honestly, on the top ten, you also have birthday show with uh, Pete's birthday wheel of fun. That you were on that one. You weren't the star, but in my eyes, you were the star <laughs> <laughs> of that episode. Oh, you make me feel so good, Pete. Oh, that was you told the greatest story that I ever heard, and then also the fact that it made my sister lisa so angry that you told it it was like where she's giving me shit because you told a story on my show i'm like (laughs) what the hell he giving me shit for he told it i don't want to ask what story that was oh it was hilarious dude 
It was the best. It was your, uh, you, can I tell Sometimes you? Sometimes I just talk too much. <laughs> I know. That's what's great. Why would you care though? It's like, the, I don't. <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't matter. It's a great story. Like sometimes I have stories and I'm like, I would love to tell this story, but my wife's going to be so mad. <laughs> and I'm like, I think it's so funny. When is, it, is there like a, a statue of limitations where your wife can't get mad at you anymore and you can just tell it's, all the great not, stories? It's not just about your wife though. Like Kevin was talking about earlier. It's about, you know, um, is your job yeah <laughs> yeah, right? yeah corporate uh, and i guess bullshit, you're really but it's real people want to hear real <laughs> shit and they want to hear the truth so there's nothing wrong with speaking the truth yeah is that like uh, i have to ask like because you achieved like a level of uh, of fame of some sort like at least in a small town environment being playing in the nhl you like um, have some notoriety locally right so do you feel with that comes a responsibility then that like you kind of have to always be kind of like, uh, like, like pre press ready or whatever, yeah. like keep it, yourself kind of clean? Or is it just as a the way you were raised as a good human, you kind of always want to like not? The way you're raised as a good human, yes. And then you, once you get to that level, like, you know, like guys like Cindy Crosby, the, the real talented, and, um, you know, bigger guys they're 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 being coached how to deal with the media at a very early age yeah yeah 14 15 16 years of age and then basically it's just a, a narrative that you kind of stick with and you don't want to say anything stupid because you don't ever want to distract what the real purposes of what your mission is and that's to win hockey games so yeah but what they'll get rid of you so it, it could be a distraction by saying a stupid thing in the, the media like oh the, the the coach is a fucking idiot Right, right, right. He right. can look at you right in the eyes and lie to your face. You know, right, right. right. <laughs> you don't want to say that kind of shit. So, but like, is that what they is that what they coach you? No, they just say be careful with your words, and they kind of give you a bit of a narrative of you yeah, know, yeah. If you were, we, we lost. And you'd also don't want to give the other team ammunition. That's right. Yeah, it's just. But I but, understand. You know, there's some things that you know. Shit, here I am. I I have a federal license to sell cannabis hemp um license to guns to work with i have a license yes to uh, sell guns no i don't have a license to sell stakes he has that. oh yeah can you sell so pcp like, you know you, you think well, well you, i gotta watch angel what i dust? say but at the same time oh, no. you just want to be honest <laughs> no, <laughs> no angel dust pete <laughs> no wait, I, wanted I, I wanted to say like <laughs> but you here's a good good example though like I, and the hemp and stuff that was always when it was gray or when we were fighting for it to be legal, like then it was kind of like still there was a stigma, but now I think that's kind of gone. Like now it's just a legitimate like uh, business it's commodity, yeah, commodity. You know, like it's just like it, it, no, no one looks at it as being anything but that now, which is great. But like you do understand that. <clears throat> If you're going to say, like, uh, tell a story on air about, like, um, how you blew your load in a condom and then just, like, squeezed the condom and shoved it into the girl's pussy, <laughs> right? If you, if, you, if you think you're going to lose business while over it. You your while you're putting your condom on. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to lose business over a story like that, right. you know, yeah. then, uh, you, you, uh, you know, is that good? I would say, 
where was my first point? The first point was with weed, you'd think that people would be more tolerant to that story because they were open-minded right. to try weed in the first place, right? But in uh, real estate, for example, <laughs> right? You would assume you're dealing with like some really conservative people Absolutely. and all that stuff. All of a sudden it gets out that you're like, you know, just blowing loads of cotton <laughs> and <laughs> squeezing them and shoving them in the girl's pussies. Like this is uh, going to affect business. But what, but I'm saying here i'm my point i'm trying yeah, to make what are you it trying to say pete is that is that uh <laughs> um is that you, you um you may want to lose those people you know like who wants to do business with people who can't take a joke you know who, who like you can't just be honest with and just say you know i am kind of a piece of shit who says fuck it, fucked up things from time to time but i'm mostly just doing it to get a laugh you know yeah. like uh i'm harmless and a, really a pussycat i am really just trailer trash you know? <laughs> yeah i work hard I just, yeah, <laughs> I work real hard. Yeah, my wife, my uh, wife is so much classier than me. Like it's, uh, Ditto. it's, it's like a ridiculous. Like I would literally live uh, covering my my daughter is a hamster that lives in a cage, you know, and every day it shits in its bedding, and then then uh, every night it covers itself with all the bedding, <laughs> right? The that shits in its bedding. No, the hamster. Oh, the hamster shits in its bedding. It, like yeah. it's got like uh, shavings on the ground right. or whatever. That's what it shits in. But it, it also likes to cover itself with everything, like to block out the light, and including its own shit. What was my point on this one? About you? Are you the hamster? I'm the hamster, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm the hamster in this analogy, yeah. But I can't remember what the start of the thing was. Ah, it's all good. God damn it. Let's smoke another one. How'd that go? Huh? That's how it goes. Yeah, we should have ended at grip, like blowing your load in condoms and like <laughs> gripping it. <laughs> but anyways, we missed our opportunity there, Kev. Oh, gonna do. We got it. as close as we could. We have to just play the theme song now. <laughs> That's a good opener. Thank you very much everybody and for going so quiet so quickly i am the host of this show we're the dutch hall we're coming to you live from the pool shed we're on facebook and on youtube and i gotta tell you we got a great guest back in the hall he said one of the all-stars one of the one of the most popular guests we've ever had on and uh but before we introduce him Let's introduce the guy who who uh, presses all the buttons here. He's doing real good. His training's coming really good. He's a he's an actual trained engineer of of robotics. Is that true? Yeah. And uh, and yet he had nothing to do with Robot Dave at all. Nope. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Donger Van Dungeon. Re rebrand, eh, Kev? Rebrand? Rebrand. I'll take it. Yeah, Beaver was made it happen. I'm, I'm not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to move 
that oak tree wow. of beaver. Because <laughs> I'm a dick. Beaver is still babying his baby cigarettes, mm. but he promises he will be in next week. And we have to tell the audience that now because beaver is so popular with our audience. You know Derek Van Hooten? I, I like beef, yeah. <laughs> yeah, beef's a beauty. And uh, I was think I was I, I wrote a notepad today, and I said it said on it um, highlights for the show, and I put beaver right, and then beside it I put in quotes, um, I never pull out, yeah. right? Yeah. I go I got to have that clip in there. Yeah. And then you're like, um, I pee in showers. <laughs> that was a good one, right? <laughs> Pete, I pee in shower. Yeah. I pee in showers. He has insisted about yeah. it. That's the most one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And then he, the way he's so confident about every decision he makes, it makes me so happy to have him on the show. Mm-hmm. Even when it's, he's totally wrong, he's still so confident about it. It makes it yeah. just uh, ma- it makes me so happy to have that sort of. <laughs> he's, I, I love it. I love it. Hey, do you ever see it? Because I'm not confident. I'm not as confident. At, I'm, Anyways, I, introductions here. <laughs> I, I think you're confident, Pete. Yeah. Yeah, it's a part of me is, but half of me is and half of me isn't. The Half of me is like, almost like a, too confident, and then the other half of me is, thinks that I'm uh, garbage. So, like, I, so which wolf are you going to feed? I don't know. Huh. The other one's the crazy, too. One. They're both crazy. Eh? You have to get somewhere in the middle of those two crazy bastards. <laughs> yeah, I just separated. Oh, Thanks. this is nice therapy with our guest, <laughs> NHL alum, uh, uh, entrepreneur. And uh, you know what? I just like I just like saying all-around good guy yeah, because, uh, you know, this guy's been part of my family for a while. And, you know, you don't think – you think after a while when a guy's part of your family – you're going to get sick of them over the years. It turns out exactly the opposite. Nice. I actually like this guy more and more as I, as uh, we age together. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Vandenbush, everyone. And I'm the host of the show and two time President's two-time. Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. They love you. They do. They do. So, uh, There's some hecklers in that, in that <laughs> crowd. Though. Yeah, we need one or two hecklers. <laughs> yes. <Should I> do <laughs> <laughs> you know, we one person we don't ever introduce anymore is Robot Dave over there. Robot Dave is, has been giving me the silent treatment for about a month, maybe two months now. And, uh, you know, um, I don't even give a fuck, you know? I don't really care. He said nothing that made sense to me <laughs> for, like, weeks and weeks and weeks. Why should now be any different that he's going to start, like, making any sense? So I don't even yeah, like to... Why, what's your problem, man? I don't even like to dignify Robot Dave with an introduction anymore. Well, you got him sitting in the corner all the time. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that could... I, oh, how do you stop it? That's the thing. I can't. Yeah. Robot Days laugh when he gets going. He's like ticklish or something. Anyways, uh, fuck you, Robot Dave. I'll tell you that. I wanted the real Dave chairs in here. I want the real Nocturnal Ambitions in here. And uh, I'll tell you, last week we had Wes. You know Whiskey Wes Haggins? We had Whiskey Wes on the show. Hey, you thought it was, I'm Superman. Right? Oh, shit. You can't see my face with my hat on, so I'm going to take it off. Anyways, um, Whiskey West was in here, and, and I was bugging about not being none of the nocturnal emissions coming to my 400th show. Uh, 
and uh the sadness in his eyes you know <laughs> of caring and like like real real empathy for me you know I was like, oh, that's not my intention, you know, Wes. I know you would do it. You'd be here if you could, you know. Like, Wes is my favorite. He'd do anything for me, you know. Like, I, I would never question that his loyalty and all that. I felt bad for even bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a bit of a cry fest. Yeah, but Steve, the reluctant Ger German, uh, I didn't accept his excuse, right? So, so the blame is still solidly on him until he comes in here and shows me his puppy dog eyes and makes me change my opinion. Huh. So I said, one of the things this show is lacking by not having Steve the Reluctant German is that we don't make fun of Germans anymore on the show. We used to make fun of Germans like every week, you know, because we always had Steve. We're like, throw it to the German. You know, it's easy. You can make fun of a German, right? So you're not German. You got you a Belgian now. Yeah, you're Belgian, but you are some Dutch. Yeah. Right? Some Dutch. Quarter Dutch. Quarter and then three quarters Belgian. Yeah. But Belgium and Dutch, especially the part of Holland that we're from, the part that drinks and the part that's cool, which is Brabant. Brabant. Huh? Well, there's a Brabant in, in Belgium, too, and that's where your family's from. <clears throat> be honest with you, I don't know what the town that they're Well, I know. I don't know what town, but I know what province, and it's going to be South Brabant. Okay. I bet you dimes <laughs> to donuts, you're just right across the fence. And that's like saying Norfolk County versus Brant County, yeah. you know? Yeah, they're not like us, but they, they, they've they seen a tobacco field before. You know, they know yeah, they're right. pretty close, you know? Yeah. They pass so, through to go to the lake. That's right. Yeah. But they're a little different. Um, anyways, uh, so I, I'm not going to be trashing the Belgians on this show because uh, I, I have too many of them in my family at this point in time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so, but the Germans, we managed to stay away from the Germans, eh? In, in our family for the most part. And, uh, but we don't have German jokes on this show. And as, because we're live from the Dutch Hall, and there's always been, uh, you know, a little bit of rivalry, mm -hmm. if you will, because uh, Germany tried, they actually did invade Holland and take us over. Mm. So the fucking Canadians had to come in. Did they take over well, Belgium? Well, it wasn't that long ago. Like this, this it was like two two generations, not even two generations ago. There's a, a guy in charge. They're like mass murdering six million people. Yeah, I mean, we could talk about the Germans. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Right at the bottom, Robot Dave had something to say about that too. I remember. I wonder what Hitler would think of Oprah running for president. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing yeah anyways no uh uh what were we talking about we got i, I get too baked on whatever you made me smoke at the beginning of the show i've been kind of discombobulated since the beginning i was gonna t I, I was gonna t i didn't even know what i was gonna what i was even starting to talk about i don't usually get this baked to be we're, honest we're, with you. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that pete no nope. yeah stay focused <laughs> <laughs> congratulations on telling your church by the way too oh thank you i get a lot of congratulations and i'll, I'll be completely honest i want to thank every, everybody who did congratulate me for the sale and you know like when i when i sold my first house i remember we had to carry it for so long and it took forever to sell and it was like uh yet i had like i had two mortgages you know like yep. And it was like a lot of stress, you know, it was like, I think five months of that, you know, waiting for someone to pay like what would now be a measly amount right. <laughs> for that house. 
and uh nobody congratulated me really except for you know you know close family and stuff at that time but like when uh this thing happened i get, get lots of congratulations and i should be happy like i was thrilled when that one sold i was really really happy because it was like all oh, this this one it was like i am not happy <laughs> and i should be yeah. like i should be but it's just confusing me i don't know like it's it's kind of fucking with my brain a bit i think kind of because like i had goals there and by selling it i know that's definitely done the pages turned on that chapter i can't go back and give it another try um but the other thing is just like uh i'm kind of like cashing in on uh on an on a plan right and then so that plan's done and then what's the next plan yeah you know so what I mean? one door closes another one's gonna open for you and you'll be primed and ready to go you capitalize yeah. on the real estate at least and covid didn't help either with like you had a great vision going on there i totally saw what you're doing yeah it's just but you know something will happen it'll it'll work out one way or the other well no the, yeah and it did i think i think all in all i was we were blessed and uh you know maybe just just missed the peak of the, a bit by a bit because i do think it's cool enough i i do kind of think that when rates are going up for sure for sure and um stands the reason that some of these excess home or like some of the homes that are being used for not living mm -hmm. will just be will be sold because mortgages become too expensive and then yeah. there'll be more homes on the market and prices should come down and become a buyer's market again yeah i, I think it'll happen this year like it's kind of working it's, its way towards that going that direction right now you, um, you can't probably say that selling real estate right is that, no, is that bad no, for business no 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 it's just real i mean it's interest rates going up there's more coming on the market there's more building permits being issued there's going to be a lot more houses going up yeah there's gonna yeah you just got to be like yeah like you got to counsel your clients probably about like how to uh like how to know what a uh like what's going to go on what like if if it is going down you got to manage their expectations of what they're going to be able to sell for right absolutely we it's just probably harder them. in a declining market right you just again you just got to do your research and just tell them what the market's telling you and you just relay that information and they're the boss in the end they can buy it for whatever they want they can sell it sell for it whatever they, where want. they want it's up yeah. to us we want to list it if it's something ridiculously out of this you know not, not you, realistic you, you usually you know you wouldn't take it typically but but you never know this market's been crazy lately so yeah you take any listings you can get because listings are hard to find really yeah, there's not oh yeah because there's listings, not a lot of houses right? right it's all about supply and demand right so oh yeah well that was great and, and don't forget too the, the the amount of immigrants that are coming into canada yeah in a year i think one fifth of those are coming in the gta area yeah that's a lot of houses yeah yeah and so, they're building all that housing but the, it's people getting cheap money from the banks and they're buying their their equity borrowing against equity so the prices are going up on the eight bear eight, eight air airbnbs they already own and so like they now you know it's worth twice as much we'll all i'll uh, borrow against it for a down payment on another one and then they keep they keep doing that trick and then eventually the trick wears out and they have to liquidate or they or the bank makes them liquidate because they feel they're undersecured because if all of a sudden you know you buy something worth a uh, half million dollars and then you know interest rates go up and uh, the market cools and now that same thing would only sell for 400 
and the bank lent you 450 on that 500 you know they, they're undersecured that they're they don't say like oh you're still making your payment like keep going they just uh, say like hey we're under secure we're at risk we just want to call the loan get you know we we're going to sell it like we want you to sell it so then you have to go to like high risk mortgage to keep your place and now you're into even higher interest and shit like that's the sort of fucking stuff that happens in times like this it's gonna like i'm yeah. looking like looking at a crystal ball because i'm almost 50 and i've lived through this shit enough times that i'm just like this is what happens and then this happens because i've seen it like fucking it's like a porno it just keeps happening over and over again right so like it's it's just time it has been a while since this happened, but it's now it's it's gonna happen again, right? And uh, hopefully it'll be it'll be good for our kids. Yeah, shitty well, for us. We hope so. But right now, who can afford to buy a house? Yeah, Not it should kids. correct by like, yeah, like you, you like real estate should go up like so much each year, you know. But then, uh, if it all of a sudden goes up by way more, then it's gonna correct eventually probably to where it should be and because everyone will be panicked when it's correcting where it should be it'll go lower than where it should be for a while mm -hmm. and then there'll be deals and then it'll go back up to where it should be yeah you know and it always if you look over the long term because you're going to buy something like real estate you're going to own it over like a long period of time so if you just don't look at it all the time and you just um live in it and mm -hmm. you're going to end up doing okay over time you mm -hmm. know but if you're um, buying extra properties to make kind of make money on, then you're going to be at the mercy of the market. Like you got to play the market. You got to pay attention and then they try to buy when it's low and sell when it's high, mm -hmm. which I think I fucking nailed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. There, there's a couple. I like doing that though. Eh? Cherry picking the listings where you say like, that's a good buy. Mm -hmm. Like that's a, that's a good deal. That's the Dutch in me. Eh? Like it's like, I, I figure I can do pretty much fuck all with that one and make some money, you know. <laughs> have some fun in there. Yeah, Use have some fun in there. Yeah. yeah, move on. Because people are saying, well, what do you want to do? And I didn't charge any rent to the businesses that were there because I didn't want to say I was making money on it until you can make money on it, right? And then I'm so glad I did that because you don't have to pay tax. Right. Good. <laughs> so. Yeah, because I was like, if I can't make money, I can at least not pay tax, <laughs> you know, when I sell the thing. So it was, um, I didn't want to like bite my nose off to spite my face or whatever. Yeah. This is great, eh? Ryan's like played with Gretzky and Lemieux and Messier, Crosby, and we're talking about fucking Pete's real estate deals. <laughs> I like it. It's boring. It's present. Yeah. Hey, do you... The one thing that me and my kids were talking about is that um, how like hard it is to be like a, a professional athlete. You got to be like you got to pretty much dedicate your life to it at such a young age now. Like you got to decide because like by the time you're good enough, like you already got to be like pretty fucking into it, right? To and then by the time you're like still really young, you're you're done it's very much like being a hot chick right <laughs> like if you're like getting paid to be the model right at a very young age you're like hot when you're young and then you get to like your mid-30s or whatever and then you're like uh you know 
uh, you're okay, but you're just not, you're the, not level, there, uh, yeah. the big leagues anymore. And every once in a while, you see someone at 40 where you're like, you're still killing it, you know? <laughs> That's why you have to re-identify yourself, right? You, you know, as a kid, you just got to love what you do. And yeah, I, I was very fortunate that I could play hockey and, and get paid to do it. I just happened to love it and happened to make a little bit of money at it. So I was a kid for a while. I had one monomaniacal focus, and that was to play hockey. And that was it. And unfortunately, it's good for that way, but, you know, you miss a lot of other um, – I'm not handy. I'm not, I can't do anything else but that when I first retired. Like, <laughs> yeah. I retired when I was 34 years old. Right. Hockey is all I knew. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. you really have to learn a. That you know, is, a, you almost have to trip. be a little autistic to be successful. Like, like you almost have to be a little like we're strangely focused, like mm -hmm. where other people doing things that other people won't do. Yeah. Like in order to get to like, get to that next level. I feel that way with comedy. Not that I've achieved any level of anything, to be quite sure honest. Have, man. I do it, and that's that's the main thing. I, I do that's, it, right? That's impressive. And uh, but the but um, the what was my point though? For shit, qualified it with some bullshit. Uh, hyper focused hyper focused yeah. you, know, you, you got to do things that are a little weird like like that gig for Sudbury that I did like the some of the gigs I do don't make sense I'm gonna lose money on them I know I'm gonna lose money on them but I gotta do it because if I don't do it then who, how are they gonna know who I am you know like getting your name out there and it's like a practice for you too right yeah yeah and so like you just gotta do it and then then if some people are like you drive all this way just to do like this open mic or whatever and i'm like yeah i do yeah. and they're like that's crazy and i'm like yeah well gotta love it what else you gotta do right. what else are you gonna do right like i I'm, I'm doing it because this is what i do like and then on the way back i dissect my set and all that stuff and what do you do go have a pizza pizza and then go jerk off and play video games <laughs> i was like okay well you do you yeah right yeah. <laughs> you know everyone's different I, but if i saw somebody all of a sudden like man that guy started after me and he's killing it like how do you get so good then i gotta find out i gotta see if i can do more than what he's doing you know right. like to catch up you know i feel that all the time and it's not like i'm competitive like i want to beat him i'm just like i'm not doing enough like if, if i see someone doing more i'm like well but you're also competitive and want to beat him <laughs> well i want to know i'm not i'm not missing out because i'm not working hard enough. right you know like i'm like how's he training yeah like, yeah exactly yeah yeah right like a race car team you know you're looking at uh all of a sudden that one team's you know got a half a second on everyone else and they're like what they figured something out you know uh -huh. and then they're all they win for like three weeks and then the rest of them figure it out i was lucky i got the train i got the train at home i made a gym at home but i had always every once in a while I like to go out and train with my colleagues just to see what they're doing and different ones. At the time when I was growing up, we had you know, Rob Blake to look up to and Nelson Emerson and, and um, Rick Wamsey was just retiring, but John did you Stevens. Did you play with Rick Wamsey in, in uh, no, St. John's? I missed him. Oh, yeah. you missed him? Yeah. So, and, and then you got Jason Colomar and Jordy Kinnear and you know these guys. So uh, it, I would go out and work out with these guys once in a while just kind of see where they're at with their training. And then I would take what I learned back and I would just train at home and I would just make sure I would train harder. And I, I, I find like you're doing the same. That's what you're doing. There's no difference in commit and, and that's yeah. the role that you're playing. Yeah. Right. Find out how they're training. and Except I know I'm not doing what I should be doing well, yet. Whatever you want. 
Yeah. That's one thing that I, I uh, in Newfoundland, we're, we're going to Newfoundland. Yeah, eh? man. Yeah. And uh, so in Newfoundland, that's where I kind of, I'm going to lay it out. But I, it's like, I basically got to like break my day into like, uh, I got to write from this, you know, for two hours or whatever. I got to do it every day at this chunk of day. And I got to take a break and I got to like, you know, relax once in a while. And I got to like uh, eat lunch, you know, and that, stuff like that's got to be in there. But then and I got to do my editing and I got to do my promotion and I got to do uh, all all these things. But I want to have it scheduled and kind of know what I'm doing on a daily basis because I'm and then stick to it like a discipline, you know, like working out. So this is what you're planning when we go to Newfoundland? Because I'm going to be off on because it's vacation for me. I'm off right. for a week. I'm going for a week, right? Right. So I'm going to, while I'm on vacation, I'm going to like kind of chart out my daily, my weekly routine that I want to build. And then by the time I get back from my vacation, I'm going to have to implement my, this thing like a discipline. Gotcha. You know? Cool. Because that's the only way I can ever do things is if I fucking make myself, you know, when me and Jane did that P90X thing, mm -hmm. it was just like, uh, it was brutal. I remember when you guys did that, man. I was like, well, all of a sudden we oh, got ripped. You guys are ripped, man. <laughs> I just realized it one day. Yeah, me and Jane all of a sudden just like we're training for a Marvel movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, well, let's do it. Like if we're going to do it, then let's do it. You know, I've always had that me mentality. But mm -hmm. and also to think growing up on a farm, you have seasons, right? So then like if you know like I'm doing the, I'm going like snot, like doing this thing to accomplish this thing, then I know um there's an end to it, you know, and, and I can work towards the end, you know. So that's what I'm hoping that this'll do. And I but first build the discipline and just get out of bed every morning and, you know, do your exercises kind of thing. Yeah. It's gonna be like that with everything that I know I should be doing that I'm not. I'm finding other things to do. But by the way, my garden looks great. <laughs> I love it. We just put ours in. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, I find anything to distract me from the things I should be doing, you know? <laughs> but the the good news is I have a lot of cool shit that I've uh, built and stuff. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, um, I, the thing I was, I think I got sidetracked about the German thing. Mm. I was talking about Steve. We're supposed to tell German jokes. You're, uh, you're, uh, um, Belgian, right? And so we're not going to hurt the Belgians feeling, but I, there was this one, uh, you ever hear the story? This is when, um, this is when Steve, he had like, uh, one of, I think it was his third kid. eh? And, uh, he was in the delivery got like eight of them, right? He's got like eight or nine kids, I think. And then I was like his third or fourth, maybe his six. I don't know. It was one of his children. He was in the delivery room and there was, uh, there was two other men who had babies the same day as Steve's had his baby. And then there was a mix up, you know, cause there was a hydro outage or something. And they, uh, there was a big mix up. And they they didn't know whose babies was who whose right, it, and so they had to like try to identify the babies from the dads, and uh, Steve was like, uh, Steve's sitting there, you know, and uh, and uh, they're trying to size them up these babies, the one with the beard, yeah. And then, you know, then there's a there's this Dutch guy, 
right? He's he's there, and then there's this guy from like Nigeria, right? And uh, you know, black as night, right? This guy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Steve. Uh, you know, he's like, how the heck are we gonna? He goes, well, the Dutchman's got a plan, right? He says, I think we should draw straws and figure out who gets to pick first, right? So uh, the Dutchman, uh, uh, they all draw straws, and the Dutchman picks the shortest straw. He gets to go first, or the longest straw, whatever. So he picks the uh, black baby is what the Dutchman picked. <laughs> Steve's like, oh, come on. Like, come on. That's clearly... <laughs> It's clearly not your baby, you know? Yep. And uh, the Dutchman says, yeah, but I don't want to take any chance of getting a German. Yep. Right? <laughs> right? That's a, uh, I don't want to say this. Horrible. I don't want to say it. What? what? <laughs> Just say it. You don't want to say this, but what? Uh, oh, wait. Well, it was, uh, I don't want to say this is about uh, anyone in particular. No. But uh, I won't tell you... But my friend Steve, <laughs> there could be any Steve. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what nationality this guy is. I forget the joke now. <laughs> you ever been to Gatsby's? Remember Gatsby? Yeah, that it's was, tore down now. Right? It's 90s. gone. Oh yeah, uh, that's a rough place. That Gatsby's, oh, eh? Yeah. Marco was right, right beside it, or yeah. above it. The whip. Every one time, my buddy uh, he bought me uh, uh, the best, the best. A table dance you could get at Gatsby's and Simcoe, you know, and uh, <laughs> he uh, I go in the back room with this girl, right, right away. She just uh, I sit down, and she's she's like walks in front of me. She pulls her like underpants and down, and she bends right over and like spreads her whole like compartment down there part. And I'm like, holy Moses, how'd you know? Like, how do you know that I like that stuff, you know? And the lady uh, goes, uh, I didn't. I just thought you might want to open your beer. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> that was for Clean Flow because Clean Flow said I don't tell enough jokes on the air. Right? They say you don't tell enough jokes. That's for, that's for them. <laughs> you know, we got um, that kind of reminds me. We should go into a segment that we call uh, a feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Feedback. Welcome everyone. Oh, the feedback. We got feedback. This is brought to you by our friends at Clean Flow, who brought you those uh, those jokes. Huh. And uh, so go to cleanflow.com. That's K L E E N F L O.com. And uh, check out their line of great products. And they're available at stores everywhere. Cleanflow, check them out. They'll lube up your life or whatever they're, whatever slogan. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, Manny. And uh, I also want you to be, to bring attention to my lovely t shirt here. Um, this is kind of like something that doesn't make sense until like uh, my special comes out, but um, it's my new merch, I Heart Dick Jokes, and uh, it is so far the first one printed, but anyone can have one out there if you go to the Dutch Hall uh, merch shop just on our website, and uh, you can get links to that stuff. We can sell you 
a bunch of different t-shirts and prints. We got posters and uh, there's more being listed on there every day. There's a couple products you can only get if you are a Diamond Club member, which this next person who provided feedback is... It's our good friend from Australia. I got a friend from Australia, Ryan, that I've never met in my life. Never seen him. But I'll tell you, I feel like I know the guy. Because we talk almost every week, it seems. And uh, I really do I really do believe that if I go to Australia and I um, look this guy up, that uh, we would have thought we knew each other forever. And I may even be convinced after reading this piece of a feedback that this guy may be part of my family because he sounds like one of our Van Dykes, eh? Let me just read this to you. It says, thanks in advance for the shirt. Well, he's going to get a a shirt. I don't go to church because we we said uh, that he could wear the shirt I'm giving him to church. (laughs) He goes, I don't go to church. And given the service for my aunt's funeral in Holland was watched online with my parents, I ain't likely to go soon. So, because you can always watch church on TV, it's easy. Um, it was weird. It's weird hearing God being said so often without the Verdama. Eh, you know that one? Hot Verdama. You said Hot Verdama, right? Yeah, because yeah, uh, that's your family was afraid to go to hell. And my family as well. So we said hut for Dhamma. But this guy's family may, may we said good for Dhamma. Man, these guys were bad. Eh? They, that's what I said in Australia. <laughs> prison camp, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. Um where were we on this one? Hut for Dhamma. <laughs> the spelling is wrong, but I know you know the phrase. Yeah, I know. I know Gut for Dhamma and Hut for Dhamma, but I ain't gonna <laughs> say the first one, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Never been in a nightclub. Never been a nightclub person, but once we went after a twenty after my twenty first, and apparently I said to a mate, I said to a mate, "Watch this," and I walked up to the bar, grabbed two beers, as a stranger was paying for them, and said thanks and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> and my younger brother worked there and said the barmaid told security. And then he said, I ain't going to get him out of here <laughs> and walked away because this guy's a giant, eh? Okay. He's a giant. So not only do I have a friend in Australia. Bouncer. But like he's a giant, right? So if I go around with this guy, we can uh, pretty much uh, have the run of the place just doing shit we want to do. <laughs> you want to go to Australia? Shit, I'd love to go. Yeah, we should do it. He's got Gosh, a great couch. It looks like a bunch of pussies all over it. He sent me a picture of <laughs> one time. He said I could sleep on it. <laughs> uh, was that it i'm oh, sorry uh the barmaid said i and walked away i have very little memory of that night myself that sounds like something that could have happened at a van dyke hockey tournament for sure so anyways emil uh the t-shirt i'm gonna get my shit together and it will be there shortly um i promise you and thank you very much for the feedback if you would like to be like him uh, you can give us uh, a piece of feedback at uh, live from the Dutch Hall gmail.com or the Dutch Hall gmail.com, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that shit. And uh, if you'd like to be like our Queen Jen Husko, please support us on Patreon. That's uh, patreon.com slash Dutch Hall. 
And there's a lot of different tiers out there and different ways you can support the show and become a member. And if you do, you will be rewarded with the Forbidden Hot Tub video, which is uh, only available until Dave Charters listens to this segment of the show one time and makes us take it down again. <laughs> but Forbidden Hot Tub video. Mm-hmm. You want to see it? Yes. It costs you 10 bucks <laughs> per month. <laughs> no, no, no. I will show you. I think I probably ran up a copy of that. Uh, I have one on the computer. I'll show you after the show. It's great. There's nothing wrong with it. He He's mad because someone at his place of business said, I saw it and it was hilarious. And he's like, take it down. I'm like, he said it was hilarious. <laughs> he's like, I don't want people here knowing anything. Like, take it down, you know? And he's like, all anal you know about it. I'm like, fuck, okay. So I took it down for a while, but I'm like, well, Patreon, I only got one person that gives me money on Patreon. She wants to see it. So I, I, I said, can I show it people on Patreon? He said, I'd rather you didn't. And then I go, no. I go, he said, I'd rather you didn't. And then I'm like, but he knows Jen. He'd be cool with Jen seeing it. You know, Jen's not going to ruin his life, but it's where we become strangers, you know, then, then he starts to become like, I don't want anyone seeing it. Right. Like, and I'm like, why? It's fucking funny. Everyone likes it. It's not like anyone doesn't like it. He's like, uh, there's nothing you can get in trouble for. What you got in trouble for being hilarious mm -hmm. at yeah. work. So what he wants, I guess, is his body out there, is it? <laughs> yeah, it is his body. <laughs> it wasn't we. It wasn't much of his body being shown, though. It was really more of his face. And he, it, well, he, was, that's not, not necessarily body, but it, he doesn't want it out there. Why would you put it out there? I don't. Well, I've only put it out there to one person, which is Jen. Or if a person, like, all of a sudden gives me Patreon money. Then I have to go, holy you gotta, shit. You got to split it with Dave then. You got to tell I'm him. I'm like, that. Dave, I got to I gotta tell you. I got to come clean with you. Do you know so-and-so? And he'll be like, he works in my plant. And I'm like, oh, we're in big trouble, buddy. I'm taking this thing right down. Yeah. But like, he might already have a copy. And he's like, out to ruin your life with you being hilarious. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't he's know. Awesome. Anyhow, the hot dog video. And uh, Patreon. I want to see it still. What? I still want to see it. Yeah, I'll show you after the show. <laughs> I should be able to show it. Like I, it should be like on our best of, or and our highlight thing. It, it's it's a damn shame because it's funny and we are we had a great time. Even just the whole thing where um, Steve, because we all were in a mustache contest, and um, so I was like, we're gonna do this mustache show. And we all had huge mustaches, and I'm like, well, how are we gonna? um like uh like capitalize on this we only have mustaches one time so like let's uh like uh steve's buddy had a, f a film uh, like he was good with the camera and stuff so he had a whole lighting setup and a good camera and that so he filmed us and we had this footage for a while and we eventually <laughs> edited it but it was just like us in the hot tub with our mustaches like we we're gonna sell brobant musk i think oh which, that's awesome and then uh steve because he wouldn't shave his beard for the mustache contest because he didn't want to look unprofessional by shaving his beard right this is a, this is crazy to me to this day i still don't understand this well he was very attached to that beard eh? yeah like, you want to know why because he has a swastika shaped uh, birthmark <laughs> on his cheek <laughs> I tattooed him. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. I think it was no, it was God that tattooed him. It was a birthmark. It seriously grew in the shape of a swastika. I think that's what it is, but I don't know. <laughs> it, could, it might not. It might be something different, but 
He's never corrected us as to why. So that's the answer I came up with. Just like um, it's probably yeah. what it is because it would grow back in a couple of weeks. Hey Ryan, you know you can if you were like there's only two girls left. Like you're, it's like a either desert island situation or like there's like a apocalypse or something, and it's you, and there's two girls left, right? And it's you and another guy maybe, but you and so you get first choice of the two girls that are left in the world, and uh, you get to bang that girl for the rest of your lives, right? And uh, one, they're they're identical twins identical twins right <laughs> and uh and their personalities are like pretty much the same they're both just sweethearts you know but one of them has no arms right and one of them has no legs which girl do you choose that's a good question yeah i don't know by no arms i mean stumps to yeah. like halfway in the bicep and no legs you mean no like stumps okay um like halfway in the calf like above the knee that's what i'm talking about yeah i'd have to carry her uh, around yeah i, th I think you're gonna she'd be strong <laughs> and stay in shape if she had no legs using her arms all the time i'm gonna go with the no legs no legs yeah yeah you can still get handies yeah you, hands, you, can, you can do a lot with your hands more than your feet yeah. Well, it depends if these girls lost their limbs in an accident, like just recently, or were they born this way? Because yeah. <laughs> if they were born this way, I'd choose the no arms. Hard to do dishes with no arms. How, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can, because they didn't ever knew any different. Oh. So what they always just do is they just <laughs> they just sit on a br on, hard a, on a broom. Hard wiping your ass, dude. Like who's gonna be wiping your ass? What? You wipe your ass with your feet. Uh, I can't even like touch my hands to my. Yeah, because you were born with arms. Yeah. Oh, I see. I, I saw a guy. He came to our work. He had, he 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 had no arms. He was born that way, right? And uh, he brushed his teeth with his with his feet, and he would drive a car with his feet. And the guy goes like, "You think he's super flexible, obviously?" But he goes, "I've always used my mm -hmm. okay. my uh, legs as feet, right?" So, but a leg. You know, a leg is sexy. An arm, who gives a fuck? Well, arms are <laughs> sexy too. Right? What do you know? Yeah. I guess I, you could get a, <laughs> a foot job yeah, instead man. of a hand job. I don't know. Yeah, she, she probably has like a foot, like a yeah, chimpanzee grip. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> like <God>. sandpaper. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like Paul, uh, Paul giving you a hand job. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's like the worst visual ever well, i guess it's feet then <laughs> i take the arm girl uh, I you know i don't yeah you know who's probably like you know who's probably the most requested person that people want back on the show it's not even the band it's paul oh for sure Paul's they, awesome. they ask for him all the time and he he basically slept in the corner hmm. like and he hated the show he only liked the music right <laughs> he would say the rest of the show is boring and then uh and that's what people uh miss eh he was good for saying cunt once in a while <laughs> yeah. i know his timing was great he yeah. was kind of like wes eh where he would just throw in beauties once in a while yep Beaver's like just beauty, 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 beauty. Nonstop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so uh, let's go another hypothetical. One more hypothetical. <laughs> I love hypotheticals. Don't you? 
Um, so, uh, what's a good hypothetical? You can you Google one? Just look, uh, Google a hypothetical. I thought I had one for the end of the show. Um, maybe that was it. They don't no arms and no legs. Sensuelo. And and you would pick the legs, eh? Yeah, I'd keep the legs. I like a leg. I like a nice leg. Like a leg I'm not too. a foot guy. Like that's kind of creepy. Eh? Like, uh, I like. I think if you like, I, I don't well, mind. I don't. You're driving a car with your feet. Well, wow, that's just a talent. Like, like a, for a, a person talent. with a disability, and plus that's flexibility and. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know. There could be like, uh, I guess if you, um, with that much of a stump, you could put like um, blades onto the girl with, with no legs. You know. And then she could be like a blade runner kind of type of person. And then still be like, you know, pretty much fully like you wouldn't even know any different, right? A blade runner, right? Eh? Like, are you talking like a. You know, like, like that. Skier, Oscar Pistorius. Like- Pistorius. Okay. You know, the guy that killed his uh, girlfriend? No, I don't know. He was a blade runner. He had no legs, but they put these like oh, hook things. Oh, yeah. I know and they're like springs yeah. when he run. Gotcha. When he would run. Hmm. Yeah, all the more reason to have the arms. He just goes blades on. Yeah, the needs. If you, I want to ask you one hockey question, okay? Because I'm, I'm interested to to hear this question because I think I know the answer to this. And uh, but if you said, if they could make a character like a, a like a a movie about one person i don't even want like not um not their career but their character right one person that you played hockey with or they know from your time in hockey that is the most interesting character that you think they should make a movie about who do you think who would you think would make the most interesting movie Oh man, there's a lot of characters out there. Frank, Frank the Animal by Lois just brings comes to my head first. <laughs> yeah, that one always. That one always. That's who I thought you'd say, and I. I think that guy is based. That guy is like a, a whole. There was a movie. Well, it, they didn't. Oh, about that that hockey club he was it, on. Yeah, Danbury um, Trashers. Mm. Yeah, but, but they was, didn't mention him in that though. Yeah, he was. There's another one. No, it's called the Goon. That's the one. Sorry. Oh, the the Goon. That was about him. That was that was more Frankie. Yeah. But did they show him or? No, they didn't. But they just it, it was him and. Oh yeah. He couldn't capitalize on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It was because I interviewed him and. But anyways, it's he's just a, he was just a character. But on you know, his own. some French guys too. Maxim Talbot. You know, he's a character too. I don't know if you remember him from the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played with him when he was a rookie in uh, Wilkes-Barre and then again in uh, with the Penguins the following year. It, and he was just a, he was a real true, true character, that guy. A lot of goalies too are are weirdos, eh? Yeah. Yeah, there's a few, <laughs> few wacky goalies. I don't understand. But I always got along with the goalies. I, I, I love the goalies. Yeah, everyone, all players always talk about how they, how funny Glenn Healy is and how, um, how like, much they like him. And then on TV, I just like, I don't see what everyone likes about him. Like, he seems so unlikable to me. But like, he must have been hilarious in the dressing room. He was. He was, he was, uh, my first year with the Rangers, he was the the goalie with the the Rangers. And he was 
you don't want to get in a jab fest with him. His one-liners are so fast, right? But I, I see what you're talking about on the uh, on, on TV. Air. He's a grumpier. It's same, yeah, it's not the same personality that, that he had in the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he gets. It's like he gets serious. I saw like uh, uh, comics that I watch their podcasts, and you kind of get to know them. You know, they watching their podcasts. You just get to know how funny they can be because right. you see them relaxed in themselves. And then I see him going like Joe Rogan mm -hmm. and you know, the pressure of it all. Cause it's like, this can make your whole career. You can like always make, make a real living now. And, uh, they're telling the stories. I've heard them tell a bunch of times, but they're like, they're like just puckered up assholes, you know, like, and they're, you can tell they're so nervous or like in their own head thinking about it. And that's like the fucking curse, man. It's like you get in your own head cause you think it's important. And you actually do worse because yeah. you're trying harder because you think it's important. Yeah. Did you find that when when you played? It's like if it was an important game and you like put that pressure on yourself, would you sometimes screw up more or like be like hold the stick tighter? Or? Yeah, yeah. And you know, a good coach recognizes that, and you know, he brings that to the attention to the team. Sometimes you'll see it in individuals. Sometimes you'll see it in a whole team with uh, you know. But uh, yeah, no, that's definitely brought up and. But you can tell a person's trying too hard. Yeah, because you're just you're 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 you know you're handling the puck night like you normally would handle it. You're 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 trying to move the puck when you shouldn't move the puck. You're making you're trying to make force plays when you you don't really have to make force plays. Yeah, yeah. You know, so definitely. Um, like one time, I had to do a, a like I was in the Go Yuck Yourself final, and my buddy Doug Coning ended up winning that, and he was a he was uh we did our sets and after my set he's like like you did all your jokes there you didn't screw anything up but like what happened like what did you what was different you know the delivery and it was just because i was like I, it was it was it was really important to me i wanted to really kill it you know right. but i was i wasn't loose at all like i was just like really i don't know i just seemed more uptight about it so how do you get loose how do you perform at peak levels where like I, I could never do what you're doing forced to talk and make joke I, that, it just blows me away that people can do that just we it's, went to yuck yucks the other day at second sandbar and there, there was three comedians oh yeah they're, they're all good uh there, there was a the woman is a middle one and she was okay um you could tell the first guy was a bit of a rookie but he had some talent he, he made some good lines but and but the last guy you can tell he was polished like he was i can't remember his name but he was like kept us all in stitches right from the the beginning to the end it was neat yeah see i like to uh you're asking how do you how do you what yeah so like so this guy like how, how do you um if, stay if, loose yeah if you're gonna go on like yeah yeah well repetition repet like repetition is 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 a calluses the feeling of any nerves you'd have so so that the nerves are gone right you might get excited or whatever, but you like, it's like playing, right? Your first game, you can't help but be nervous, but like your 10th, 20th, you know, you kind of get a feel for it. You're not as nervous anymore. So like there's, that's part of it. And then the other part is like, I've been doing it when you do it long enough. I think the only way is to do it. You can't like shortcut there, unfortunately, but the, but when you do it long enough, you almost like go out there and say something that is, probably not going to work as like an icebreaker or something or like a palate cleanser or something or and you and 
when it doesn't work, uh, where that used to kill me. Now I laugh at it. Like I, I laugh. It. Yeah. Like I'm like, look, I just like these guys expect me to be funny. And the first thing I said, they hate it. Right. <laughs> and that funny. makes me laugh. Like, and I'm not trying to do it on purpose, but I think subconsciously I put a little, but, but, but I just know that I'm playing with them, you know, like it's, it's playful. And then, and then, uh, then I don't care. Like if they, if the jokes fail or the jokes land, like I don't care. Like I, I really don't like I'm getting information from, from them. <laughs> it's terrible to say, but I'm getting information cause I need it. But I, but I give like it bombs. It's funny. But how do you differentiate between, like, how do you know what crowd you're speaking to? Because every crowd's going to, you might have a bunch of uh, corporate assholes or yeah, yeah. good guys or a bunch of families or a bunch of, like, you, you just get, like, how do you know? Yeah, you got to change gears. Like, if if you're playing against somebody that's like, uh, you know that they're going to, they're going to play you physical, you got to be prepared to play on that way. And if you know that, you know, a guy's going to give you room, you, you, you're going to be able to take more liberties on try more things because they've given you room. It's like it's the same sort of thing at a, at a corporate event. I got a shorter bench, you know, like I got not as many jokes I can use. Mm-hmm. Like I roll a lot of jokes, but I can't use them all, you know? And so you feel a little limited. You don't feel yourself, you know, it's bullshit. You're doing it for the money. Mm-hmm. And then, um, if most of the time though those corporate gigs you can do clean and then work your ease in to dirty and then eventually say does anyone care if i'm dirty and then they say no or they say go for it and then or if you whisper fuck they're okay with it (laughs) (laughs) but it's like uh you know like there's little things like I think I'm a good PG 13 comic anyways, but you'd have, you, you just have to like, uh, and then I like got first, you just got five minutes and you're fucked. Right. The crowd doesn't like your five minutes. You don't have another five minutes. You're just fucked. Right. You're, you're going to eat shit. But then you write enough jokes and you know that, Oh, sometimes I got crowds that aren't going to like that kind of joke. I got to write more j- jokes that they'd like to. And then, so, you know, okay. Like, uh, tonight's a young crowd i'm going to tell this these ones because young people like those but you don't know that until you get there right until i get there yeah yeah then you just like pull out your rolodex of jokes and say oh i'm gonna focus on these ones yeah i always think of it like you're going in with like a toolbox Uh and all your jokes are in your toolbox and then you get to the job and then i look at the room and that's kind of like look assessing you know, like what i gotta fix like what, what you know for the guy that's doing the job and then you just go in your toolbox and you put out your i put out your tools but when i get i don't know which jokes i'm doing until i get there that that reminds like so the guy that i first the first comedian that i saw last friday uh i felt like he had all the tools but he didn't have a toolbox Oh yeah, <laughs> flying around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish I knew these people were because yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting to hear your take. But you can on. find out the uh, the lineup if you just uh, contact the Second Sandbar and say who'd you have in there last Friday. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you really want to know. Who, yeah. So, um, what do you do if say you're on with a bunch of people that are you know are good and everybody's eating dick? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how, and you're, say you're, say there's five years, you go up fourth, three people before you who you know are funny, all eat shit. Yeah, yeah. How do you approach that? Well, if three of them bomb before me, this is just purely my limited view and 
this is I, I might be saying something totally stupid that other people would say like oh what a rookie you know but this is what i would do i would be like um okay the first guy bombs i'd be like okay why why maybe they just don't like him or whatever by the time the second guy bombs you're like okay i'm looking for like patterns as True. as to why and then by the third guy it's like if if three people in front of me bombed you got to go out there if the host doesn't make you special then you have to make yourself special okay. in that situation so you have to wipe your slate clean of them okay if your host is shit too and he's not making them forget about yeah uh, reset, no. yeah then you have to do it yourself so you have to kind of go out there and like admit to the crowd that they've just been through some shit you okay. know <laughs> yeah and then they don't they're not happy they don't like it you know yeah but then, like, try to kind of, like, um, I don't know, try to change the approach to do something different than the other three did, like, to try to bring the room together. Yeah. And then usually I'll really, <laughs> and usually I'll really go at the crowd, like, I'll really, like, make the crowd talk to me. Because if they're, if, because if the crowd's quiet, I'll make them talk to me. And I'll get people from the back of the room and from the, both sides like from all over the room yeah to, to to ask them questions and stuff to try to get the whole room to pay attention and then kind of go into your jokes gotcha. and and then um and that's fun ad libs too because you make make it look like you, you can like try to make like romance connections and you can try to like um you know accuse people of being hot for each other and stuff <laughs> like that it's fun like it must be <laughs> challenging for you as a hockey player nothing's going for two periods to go the third you got to make changes right but yeah like you could be trying so hard and working like but they're just not doing the right thing and then you just uh, we're always told you know we'll just go back to the basics just don't have a play chip it off the wall and just get it out and go after it or change you know yeah. but um breathing breathing was a big thing too for us once i learned how to breathe properly um you know while doing the sport really made a difference with my conditioning and the way I dealt with my nerves before games. Yeah, oh, that's just, I hear that a lot more and more now about people saying like, uh, don't forget to breathe when you're doing the stuff that you're doing. And uh, like, 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 because uh, you, you, if you're not being deliberate about it, when you're, you think about it, it's stupid, right? Like, of course you're breathing, right? You're like, if, but when you're like playing a sport, you're thinking about all the other shit you're doing. And a lot of times you are holding your breath. Well, we're, a lot of us are shallow breathers to begin with. You know, if you just take yeah. a deep breath in and blow it all out, that's I don't really know, I just feel yeah. so, yeah, so right. good. Do it's that a few times, and then just it's almost like a meditative state that you can get into. And yeah, no, that was a that was a good Michael Mike Krushelnitsky. I remember uh, Mike Krushelnitsky. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember we were. It was in 1992. I was drafted at least in 92, so it was that training camp. And I remember being so nervous being on the ice with these guys and skating. And at the end, Pat Burns was our coach at the time, and he made us do laps around the ice in Maple Leaf Gardens. And, and it was going on for a while, and I was healed over and like just catching my breath in between whistles. And, and, and I didn't know Mike at all. And he comes up and says, hey, kid, don't make it look like you're tired. Stand up straight and just breathe. <laughs> it's yeah. a good point yeah you know? so i did and I, that was a lesson that i learned i think it was game six uh 
the Lakers and the Celtics. You know, this is Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and it was, and uh, they went into Boston, and it was like, like real hot, humid weather, like crazy hot humidity. You know, and the the Boston Garden was like unbearable. You know, and the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had to have like a oxygen mask. You know. And Larry Bird came out and uh, like fresh as a daisy the whole time. Because he goes, it gets way hotter on the farm and fresh French lick. He had that mentality in his head. It gets oh, yeah. way hotter on the farm, and fr- it gets. I've worked way harder on the farm. Like he always had the farms harder, you know, yeah. as his thing. And so he just went into mindset like I've been through worse. Like like no problem. He, and he looked like like everyone else is dying. He's like. Just like it looks like he's fresh as a daisy, but it's all mindset, eh? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. You can accomplish a lot. You know, they say that even pain is a state of mind. It's it's a it's a mindset. It's not a it's not real, and and uh, that in certain cultures, getting your hair cut is like excruciatingly painful, mm-hmm. but like you can pull their teeth without problems, you know, and. Yeah, there's some people that can just get their teeth pulled without any freezing. Just, just they can somehow shut off that receptor to the brain. Yeah, it's, it's in their brain. I'm not, I'm not in pain. And there's nut jobs going on, but it doesn't bother me. Yeah. You ever, you ever like, like some people are like that must, like that you must have fought against where they could just take a punch. Huh. You might be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I want to take a few. <laughs> and then, uh, but like that is like a. I've seen it with friends of mine who are like, um, they're tough, but they're terrible fighters. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they just get their ass kicked all the time and they just never say when, you the know, scary ones are the ones that are tough. Like that, that, that can give a beat, but can also take a punch. You know, you hit a guy's hard. You can't, he doesn't move. <laughs> you say, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times it's wiry guys. You don't expect eh? right. or like, you know, they, they don't look like they're, as as uh, tough as they are but they're those wiry guys yeah. you know watch out for them <laughs> like you'll see a big muscular guy i used to be like uh, now i'm just like not intimidated by a muscular guy because i know that you you can't move like that mm-hmm. and in a real situation you need to be able to move like those mma guys they can move they're built like more like you are now but like you in hockey would be a terrible like wrestler yeah right because you were too big do you remember Hoist Gracie? He was like yeah. one of the MMA guys way back 20, in the day. 20. Yeah, Hoist yeah. Gracie. Yeah, and he just never lost a fight. I don't think against these guys in the ring. And these guys were big and muscular and brawlers. They were just absolute brawlers. Yeah, yeah. He and changed. He would game. somehow manipulate his opponent down to the ground, and the way he could stretch and move and put him in these submissive holds. His brother, awesome, was, right? his brother was, was better. Yeah. Yeah, and their dad, I think, was right into it too. The whole yeah. family it was like, "Whoa, these guys are." Yeah, that now everyone has to incorporate some of that jujitsu into their game, or they're mm-hmm. just not going to be competitive. Yeah, that's how much they changed the game. Because at first, it was like you had to have a boxer go against a kick bo- or a wrestler. You know, everybody had to do their thing and not stray out. No, it's not, you got no bit everything. Yeah, you got definitely. Yeah, if you don't know everything, you're gonna lose. Mm-hmm. You you gotta know. That's so cool. I mean, in another life, I would have done that. Yeah, MMA or just I would have done MMA. Yeah, I would have fought. Like I would have competitively fought. I think it would. I think it would have been fun. 
I still think I could fight. Did you I, and Paul fight a lot when you guys were younger? Yeah. Like fist, like full out fist fights? No, no, no. Like uh, Paul would fist fight me and I would wrestle him. Oh, you're the wrestler. Yeah, because I didn't want to punch my little brother because he was a little my little brother. <laughs> so when when was your last fight? Like he got to an age where he reached his his balls dropped, I'm sure, and then he got to be as big as you or bigger than you. Yeah, yeah. So when was did you guys fight post that? Yeah, we we uh, so there's the last time we fought was like uh, maybe five years ago at Greg Bowes across the road. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> when uh, we were building his deck and. Uh, I just had enough of being treated with the way I just had enough of him. <laughs> you he guys had are enough of me. Yeah. You're brothers, right? He came at me, man. And then, um, same move though. Overhand, right. Just got to, he threw, no, he threw, oh, he threw it over. I didn't know I was going to be in a fight. I was a man in my forties. I didn't think we still have fist <laughs> fought, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, he comes just fucking fired up and running at me with his big overhand, right. Which is all he, uh, it, he's, he's, he that's his head. only move. That'd big swinging, head. angry overhand, right. If you get hit with it, you're going to go sleep. Maybe. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good chance. You're going to go Game sleep. Over. <laughs> yeah. But if you can avoid the overhand, right he's Did left himself vulnerable it? yeah yes because i've fought him for my whole life so then what happened after he missed you i tied him up into a pretzel did you really <laughs> serious yeah and then i Did started yelling at him uh don't you think i'm a man oh he's bad he gets <laughs> mad when i tie him up no i didn't i don't i don't make him like submit i just oh. tie him up so he can't move <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't want to hurt him. I just tie him up so he can't move. And then he's like, even madder. And then he gets real red. He's like, as soon as you let me go, usually you get one straight punch when you let him go. Like, you gotta let him go, but you gotta get away like you're letting the tiger out of the cage. You're just like, fucking run away from the cage. <laughs> because <laughs> he was mean and he had one, that one he'd get to he'll he'll throw that punch at you and if he ca caught you with it, it it hurt even when he was younger like when we were young he had a good punch yeah. we called him my wrestling name I was Leaping Pete Van Dyke and he was Paul Leaping <laughs> Pete <laughs> <laughs> and he was Paul the Punch he was Paul the Punch oh. Van Dyke yeah <laughs> and it was like I, and I would dominate every match yeah. like like bell pretty much bell to bell but i would let paul have the victory a lot and i would sell the, this this is how much of a wrestling nerd i was even as a kid like i was i had this, the story was you know that i'm beating the shit out of him. i'm the bad guy right mm -hmm. you're paul the punch you're gonna take this beating but then out of nowhere you throw me that magic punch yeah then you got me pinned one two three right so if my, i would basically like torture him for half an hour and then when he when I felt he had about enough, I'd be like, go for the finish, you know? <laughs> and then he'd give me the one. I'd get hit once, and then I'd, I'd lay down for the three. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, he was younger than me at first, so it didn't matter. And then we got to be like where Paul was about 16 and I was about 19. And um, we had a fight in the um, – it was in the hallway of my parents' farmhouse, and there was like a piano and a carpet there and staircase and stuff and uh we tore that shit up <laughs> and my mom got real upset you know because we're like really like we're like banging around a piano you know like we're like moving the piano around you're and, screaming but so yeah she's like screaming and upset and so then uh, we realized how upset my mom got and then afterwards my brother and i just said like okay let's not do that anymore like we're getting too big and we're upsetting mom you know like there was still like there's always a little bit of anger in it but you're usually like 
uh, still fucking around. Like it was still sport to it. To me, it was more sport than it was to my brother. I'm sure. But like, uh, I thought when he got really tough at that time, it was more fun. Right. Cause he's like, he's like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's competitive. Right. Like, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to like other stuff. You like, it's like playing basketball (laughs) with your son or something. And you're like, you know, you can, you're dominating him and you don't want him to like think basketball is just getting bullied by their dad. So you like let him win and you help him out and stuff. And then eventually he gets to play real basketball with you and you don't want to let him win. You're like trying hard. Right. (laughs) And then, uh, that's the same thing with this, you know, actually I did play basketball with my daughter and both my daughters. Luckily one of them sucks. Yeah. Like me. Yeah. I used to be good at basketball, like really good. And then I sh- can't fucking shoot to save my life anymore. There's no way Leap and Pete cannot be good at basketball. I'm going to work on my jumper, you man. Get her back. Yeah. I'm going to have to the shoot some. memory. I, I'm going to have to do like some. I really, my, my one daughter is just like, she hadn't touched the ball in, in as long as me, it, it seems. But she's out there just draining them from half court, like can't miss. My oldest daughter. Yeah, yeah. like crazy. I thought you guys were more volleyball players than basketball. Yeah, we were. Yeah, but uh, she, was, there's a hoop in the park in our subdivision here, and so I'm like, I got a basketball on Amazon using the website uh, and our Amazon link, you know, on Live the Dutchall's website. Oh, nice. Get a bit of money back. <laughs> get a little money back. Hey, if you go to that uh, the audition, what's it? What's the clicker say? Buck sixteen. Oh, buck sixteen. That's not too bad. Yeah, man. So I went and I'm, I'm trying to get it back again because I played so much volleyball. I think this is why my shot stinks because I played so much volleyball that the I got used to the weight of the volleyball. And now I'm got with a heavier ball. It's like I either am like too much weight or, or not, not enough, you know? So I got to get used to the weight of it. He used to have a sweet touch, man. Our basketball net just moved probably 30 feet from where it is from the windstorm today yeah i I saw that picture of it yeah yeah and that's like got a full weight on the bottom and everything well no i had six cinder blocks sitting on it (sighs) yeah and it's it's tipped over many times but it's never moved it was wicked wind today it was wicked i was um sitting in my office looking outside the window and all of a sudden it went really dark and then the wind picked up and then I couldn't see one foot out past the window. Rain? It was rain, and it's like a cloud just came right down, too. It was really strange. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, so then, well, I can't do nothing. Hydro's up. I'm going to go lay in my bed and just watch this storm. And and ended up falling asleep for about, had a nice 45-minute nap. Oh, to the, the rain? The sun was shining. It was beautiful. New day. Yeah, it was crazy. It was came in like a little little pockets eh mm-hmm. and we got hit with one and it was just like uh for that period of time it was like uh wind was swirling around and like the rain was coming in sideways and and uh sometimes it'd be raining so hard and then the wind would blow and then it would feel like it wasn't raining just because the rain was the wind wasn't letting it hit the ground you know mm. and then uh then it went stopped and then it's done you know like it was just like nice drizzle after that you know and then but like it's wild when you see that that when you really see the f- awesome force of nature oh. it's uh there is a respect for it you know totally. like you, you just know you're at its mercy you know realize how f- minuscule we all are 
You see some of the bullshit that people build? Like, uh, um, uh, when I was in San Francisco, my buddy took me to the San Andreas, San Andreas fault line, which, which is like the big fault line, right? Like, and then it's supposed to crack and then it falls off. Yeah. The ba- it falls into the ocean, whatever. Well, um, they just, they were like, uh, it's, they had a earthquake located? like every 103 years. I think you're supposed to have an earthquake on the San Andreas fault line, in San Francisco. Okay. And, uh, so I think 103 years from the last big one was like 1999 or something. So we're like 20 years overdue for the big one. Right. And they've given up on it. Like shortly after it not happening, they're like, it's supposed to be every 103 didn't happen. Let's build. We're good. Let's. So it's all high rises and shit on there. It's all just like insurance buildings and put it, put it on some Springs. You're good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what, what you're thinking. Like, like they, people just do stupid shit, right? Like, uh, they just uh, can't help it. I want to, I want to go like in the middle of nowhere. Like, I think that'd be, Actually, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to be nomadic. I want to get into. I would want to be everywhere. You want to be everywhere. Yeah. Because why would you, you want, want to be in one anywhere. spot? What? You don't want to go anywhere, but you want to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, I want to go. I want to go yeah. for sure. I think. It, do you? Do you? Do you get sick of the same like um, scenery, or you still get a chance to go travel? Uh, I I like being at home, being nowhere be honest with you i really like not going anywhere <laughs> really like if you get an opportunity but to do I, like a a, a a trip like afghanistan or something like that yes that that's different yeah so i, I do like traveling so but when i'm home i like to i don't like to leave home oh yeah yeah i'm the same yeah. way about that but like i like to go i like to go what i feel like i haven't been able to do is like go somewhere else in the world or see another part of the world that and then come back here and be happy to be here mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like i've been i feel like i've been here so much that i gotta get away from it for a good enough period of time that i really start to appreciate enjoy it. being yeah to appreciate being home again you oh, know? i got to appreciate home like where we grew up here in norfolk county uh early because i left home when i was like 17 and lived in like 16 different cities uh over the you know over like a 20-year period yeah, and you and I yeah. always knew that I was going to come back to Norfolk County because I I just loved it back home. Loved yeah, you never nothing yeah. looked as good. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, there's beautiful places that I stayed at, but it, it just home was home. We we, we live in a, I think a very unique area, you know, 90 miles southwest of the GTA, but yet we're still private. We're on a yeah. great lake, you know. Yeah, I th- I thought the same thing actually when I was I was like when I was going to have kids, I'm like I'll definitely. Looking for work back home. Yeah. <coughs> but yeah, traveling is nice. I mean. You got an excessive amount of travel for quite a few years too, right? Yeah. Like we were all over the map, right? Yeah. North America, every major city. And, and uh, Laguna Beach, California, though, I could live there. That's a really cool little spot. Yeah. I was in Venice Beach. I like that. Mm. I could live in Venice or Malibu. They're kind of like. Port Dover and Long Point. Yeah, yeah. I felt like Laguna Beach was a lot like Port Dover, but like ten times better. You know? Yeah, yeah, but better. Yeah. <laughs> no Callahan's though. 
no Callahans, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I found. I I think Colorado too is the same thing. I, I I was there and I was like, I could live in Boulder. You know, like Boulder seems cool cool to me. It just fe- felt like comfortable, you know, and um, <clears throat> yeah, pretty much anywhere. In, like I like Northern California same sort of thing I, I got the same sort of vibe it's like it feels yeah. like ontario right in northern california very so chill very chill west coast is more is is uh way more chill than than we are don't you find yeah yeah and the, and, and i i thought i but I, I found that down in um uh, la that whole LA's, scene there LA's was different. very pretentious and very like if you're not somebody you're nobody type thing it was just like it you know you go into restaurants and bars and you just kind of see how the vibe is in there and i didn't like that at all isn't like part. skid row like not far from beverly or was it beverly hills is the rich part really rich yeah I think. skid row is not far well yeah in the top you're talking of, there's skid row always... the band or you're talking <laughs> skid row the skid row like, the tent city or whatever oh. it is and well, yeah, is that off Sunset? Yeah. Or, or like, because Sunset connects, Sunset connects Beverly Hills to um, Hollywood, and um, just amazing. There's so much like wealth in yeah, top one of the hill. spot, and then down here, these people just live in tents. Oh wow! Yeah, every the top of the hill is rich, bottom of the hill is poor. P- rich people, downhill, it, shit runs downhill. Yeah. You want to be high and dry. That's <laughs> yeah. that's how it goes. Damn. If it's something hills, the guy's living in a nice house that's dry. And if it's like in the valley, it means that there's shit in your basement. Yeah. yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. That's that's a good geography lesson, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Top of the hill costs more money. <laughs> you got better views. Dry. Anyhow, um, what I also like about uh, Boulder is that uh, if you... Uh, all the fat people had to stay at the bottom of the hill. The air was too thin. Because <laughs> the air is too thin. So they were like, <laughs> uh, they're like, they're going to stay way at the bottom. Like, and they put the Walmart uh, down there. And then you go up to like the nice part, like where downtown is. It's like, it's like halfway up. It's like, uh, it's, you know, you go up a couple flights of stairs and you can really feel it. You got to like, Ooh, I'm winded, you know? And then fat people are like, I'm out. Like, they're just like, I'm going to stay in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause it's, you feel way out of shape when you go there. You, you go to high altitudes. Oh, yeah. You feel like, like it's Denver, kicked your ass. We always get there a day early just so we can adjust a little bit to the altitude. Yeah, you do, you would do that. Yeah, it's it's all you have to because it really will fuck you out over. I think. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I remember going to watch a playoff game in uh, mid nineties when Colorado won the cup that year. My old trainer from St. John's, Newfoundland, was a trainer with the Colorado Avalanche, and he got me some tickets and went down to Denver and then climbed a mountain, went skiing. And the first week of June, it was awesome. It was freezing up at the very top. And by the time I got down to the very bottom, I could wear a T-shirt and shorts. Yeah, yeah. It's and nice, That eh? is really cool. And then now yeah. find me a body of water around there. And uh, you can go skiing and hang out on a boat. Then, oh, you got the best of both worlds. That. Yeah, they have some, like, Lake Tahoe is like that, too. Yeah. Or, you know, and stuff. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I like uh, I like that st- that stuff, and everyone's active. And like, I would see like me, Jane, and I were like, we're gonna go climb a mountain, you know? Like, it's, that was one of the things we wanted to do when we were in Boulder. So we climb our first mountain, and we're like all proud. We're taking pictures, you know. We're like, uh, you know, catching our breath at the top of the mountain. Yeah. Some dude wearing like these like 
runner shorts that you know the ones that like flop around where you like you're like that your cock's coming out of that thing eventually right <laughs> but he's just like running up the mountain to the top and then running down on his lunch break you know oh, fuck. <laughs> like it's like t- to the people that live there you know there's trails i guess you you can always drive most of the way up too and just like run the last yeah. bit we walked the whole like the whole mountain but the the fact that the matter is they just do shit like that like even when the we were visiting the business down there and uh, we went there around 10 in the morning. These people that work there, they're just like coming in. They got these like, uh, they look like snowshoes, but they got like, um, like claws in the bottom of them, you know? And they were ice climbing in Utah that morning. Uh. And then they just went for a nice ice climb and now they're, uh, coming to work. So like uh. you could just go and do shit like that's crazy and then just go on with your day uh. You know, I thought that was kind of cool. Because, like, and everyone you saw, like, old people were in good shape. But, like I said, if they weren't, they had to stay at the bottom of the hill. Yeah, Walmart. Yeah, and yeah. in the parking lot. They, they only had one Walmart parking lot for them to stay in. Don't pass. Top of the hill was nice because he was like, hey, everyone here is so fit. And then and then uh, you have to or you have to leave town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just too too. Yeah. You have to go to lower ground. Aspen was even worse. When we went to the top, me and my me and my youngest daughter climbed to the top of uh, Mount Aspen, and uh, it was pretty high. And at the end, it was like you, you know you're we were really having trouble, kind of like uh, catching our breath. And we would drink our water, and just the the oxygen from the H two O was a, would make you feel like you could breathe better by drinking water. Oh, really? Because your body would get the oxygen it needed from the water. Right? It was cool. You could really feel yourself like you felt out of breath and you drink and you're like, oh, I have breath. Yeah. You know, like uh, you didn't feel a start for it. More air. I don't know if there's any science behind that or if that's a Dutch Hall fact, but that's, that's how it felt. And it was corroborated by my daughter, who's yeah. also probably had some sort of altitude sickness at the time. <laughs> <laughs> my, my other, my wife and my other daughter took a ski lift to the top. <laughs> took a ski lift, eh? In the summertime. Lazy pussies. Yeah. Okay, right? What's the fun of that? Yeah. I want to climb Kilimanjaro because you can go start at the bottom and then you can go, I think it's like a, like a, like a savannah and then it goes to tropical rainforest or no, it's tropical rainforest, then savannah. Then it's like, uh, like, a some sort of, uh, mountainous tundra or whatever. And then it's rocks. You know, so there's like different ecosystems oh. and different like animals and shit on the whole thing up. And it's a relatively easy climb. Climbing at the top, they have a still a glacier if there's might be some Why left. Why don't we do it. that for our 50th? Yeah, That'd let's do it, good. man. For real. Yeah. I think you can train for it too. Like, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, I'll, I will. I will definitely do it. Yeah. And I know I can, I actually looked it up, details. Yeah. yeah. That's not a bad idea though. Because yeah. that's like coming up. Yeah, that'd be a good milestone holy is that like now that's like almost that's like next year yeah i know it's not that far away oh my god that's old it's not even two years away anymore yeah i know that's all happened i don't know it is crazy like it all of a sudden you're like oh my god that like i'm really like a half a century old Mm -hmm. there's no denying i'm old do you feel old i'm just glad that i'm actually i'm still here really i guess because look at how many Friends yeah, we've friends lost we've lost. Yeah, I know. You like, know, uh, every day's uh, a blessing to me. Now. Yeah, it, really, it kind of is. 
But like, didn't you think like an old person would feel different? Like when you were old, you'd feel like you, like I don't, I feel kind of, I have the same kind of like the things I worried about when I was a kid, I still worry about now, you know, like I'm still not much improved <laughs> in all those years, you know, like I figured, or I still feel like a kid. I'll, I'll put it that way. Like, I your don't mind, feel like a, but your body doesn't or uh, vice versa. Yeah. My body's okay. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's my body's okay. It's cancer ridden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, Great. <laughs> it's something on the mindset. I don't think, I, I don't think I'm old, but I know I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, like I know I'm old. I should, I, I think I should feel or look older. Yeah. No, you still I look, look great. Like 30. Yeah. You look good, Pete. So. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I even like, uh, I, I'm not even doing anything to deserve it anymore. It doesn't look like a day we're 49. Yeah. I don't care. I don't wow. care if my face is old. Like, <laughs> I'm, uh, like, I actually, I'm, I'm like not fat. Like, of like, I, I've been fat and it's nice not being fat. I remember my dad being 50 and, and like that. You know, over the years of like he was always, you know, when he got married, he was very tall and skinny, and then just just eating habits alone, you know, just yeah, yeah, you know, pushing a pencil all the time, and then eating a big, not even having breakfast, not having lunch, yeah, car, like a chimney, big supper. He'd all be proud. <coughs> oh, I, this is my breakfast, lunch, and supper all in one, and he'd be having this big, big yeah, yeah. meal, yeah. wolf her down, and eating steak and i would cut my fat off and he'll give me that fat i'll eat it you know he just <laughs> loved the fat yeah know? and then my dad too you know sitting watching archie bunker in the evening and you know bag of chips or a wolf chocolate or something <laughs> snacking it doing that and it's like oh my god like baby geez. boomers were like uh toddlers you know yeah like, like they were they were like left to their own devices they would just uh you know microwave everything and uh you know like eat anything blindly um so it was different you trusted yeah. that people would take care of you right and no one you ever trusted did the food that you're getting i i guess was was gonna be good gonna kill you really or yeah yeah make you you know diabetic or severely obese yeah but you didn't uh, think that you didn't think that no no but. Yeah, I heard a new. There's a news story that I read today, and it said um, that uh, a lot of the full service restaurants are doing really poorly because uh, labor costs and real estate costs are going up. And uh, they said uh, pizza places in particular, like their labor costs are like thirty, almost thirty two percent, which normally labor costs around twenty percent. Just for uh, that's always been kind of like a rule of thumb. You try, try keep labor costs around twenty twenty five percent. You know, and then, uh, but like to be over 30, it's like the, your margins are being eaten up. They don't have anything left as profit anymore. So uh, they said this on the news as like a good news story. There's this new company coming out. I don't even care what it's called, but they've come used this new technology where they'll cook a pizza in uh, three minutes, an arti artisanal pizza in three minutes, but it'll... Um, and it'll uh, only cost you like, uh, or the only real estate you need to buy is like the size of two vending machines and z you need zero employees, just like fucking robots that make this pizza and spits it out in three minutes or whatever. And um, they said it's like a good news thing. And it's like, I can't believe that they tell this story that uh, some companies figured a way to take the humanity out of the most human 
process that we have eating, you know, food. Like, hey, uh, you know the thing everyone needs to do? And it's also like how you build community and, Mm -hmm. you know, like come together and uh, mourn losses and do, let's just, or even just like uh, rest from your work day or catch up with your family. Let's just uh, make it just as fucking robotic and distant from humanity as we can. It's going to be George Jetson seeing man a pill. Yeah. Well, do, you, do you think like seriously that that shit everything's getting automated everything's going to be everything's going to be robotic but do you think there'll be a time where like everyone's going to be treated as an equal and you're going to get X amount of dollars you get a roof over your head you yeah, hydro yeah, energy is not an issue anymore <laughs> it's all taken care of. I think in our lifetime we're going to have universal income for sure and uh work because there just won't be jobs and it won't be it'll it'll just be the end of the industrial era like like we don't know no one alive has ever lived through any other kind of life other than this industrial era and everyone's just kind of like wired to say like for you to contribute to society you have to uh, uh you have to work and you have to do something you have to contribute somehow you know you have to make money and if you don't do that you're not seen as contributing to society you know and, but that's because that's how the economy is built but if the economy is all of a sudden kind of built by these big corporations who are just building shit with robots and delivering product and our role is just to consume and uh, there's no jobs for us to do then all we got to do is like get our money from these corporations somehow to fill our mouth to keep us alive to buy their shit. Yeah, but then maybe, <laughs> just maybe, if whatever you are passionate about, you can just do. Yeah, I mean, hope, hopefully, and right. then, and exactly. that'll give that'll free up more time to do yeah. what you really love to do. Yeah, you don't have to put that work day in there. You just whatever if you if you like planting flowers, that's your gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's that's kind of like uh, OnlyFans now too. Like you know, people are, it's kind of already doing it. People don't want to join the workforce, so they just jerk off online or whatever. That's that's how they uh, that's how kids can now uh, not have to join the rat race, right? Yeah, you can just shove a cucumber in your puss. Oh, what the fuck does that got to do with fucking living? <laughs> well, that is part of living. Yeah, it's yes. instead of universal income, right? You're like, I don't like you. You don't have to go and have a job like before. That's their service. You right. know, you can just uh, you know do your art. You can make music, or you can shove a, a English cucumber in your vagina and or asshole. <laughs> Oh yeah. Anyways, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> the smooth ending in the world. But uh, did you ever did you ever find a, a, a another hypothetical? No. Yeah. Well, we kind of asked a couple hockey ones in there. Ryan, does you have anything coming up? Anything that's no pretty shaking? boring. Well, thank you very much for. <laughs> oh, help. wait a second. We do uh, have some chill pops coming out to the OCS store being delivered on June thirteenth. Oh, chill pops. Yeah. Chill so, pops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so look for those at the OCS store, I guess. OCS store. Yeah. You can find Chill Pops out there. They're CBD, CBD, uh, CBD uh, THC, and D8. 
And, and they're like uh, Mr. Freezy's, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Look for those. Mr. Freezy's, the perfect for the summertime. It's company we did a joint venture with, and that's what they ended up making. That's what got accepted. Not gel caps. Not <laughs> trying to get gel caps out there, but. They don't want gel caps, but they want they Mr. Freezy's. Yeah, we had a, a list of six things. Huh. And, yeah, gel pops was their top priority. Interesting eh? how the OCS works, but anyways. What does that stand for, OCS? Ontario Cannabis Store. Oh, and that's just like the the government store. Mm-hmm. It's like the LCBO. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I don't even know. And then from there, the retailers can put an order in and put it in their stores if they want. So, that's awesome. oh, that's how it works. Yeah. Ah. Hopefully, we have to go there and pick them back up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that like got done for you. And yeah. um, anyways, Ryan, thanks always for coming in. I'll show you that hot tub video right after we get this same song played. And uh, Kevin, thanks as always. For you people out there that are listening, if you'd like to support the show, you know how to do it. Listen to those ads earlier on, and they'll tell you how to. And Give us some feedback. And until next week, we will see you, NT. See you next Thursday. Hit it. Come in, go out and have a piss, or have a cocktail.